0: Obviously we are different. Lucky me. First time for everything. Galactic Empire. We've got company. Hello. What's that?
1: My name's Omega. I was wondering when you guys would come back. Hunter, Echo, Tech,
0: Wrecker, and Crosshair. You're Clone Force 99.
1: And this is Batch for Breakfast, a Rebel Base Card special micro-podcast series. Welcome to Batch for Breakfast, a special insert series from the Rebel Base Card. This is the show you listen to on the way to other Better Bad Batch podcasts. Along with me, as always, and hey, that's three weeks in a row, folks, is my co-host and fellow Card Squadron winger, Gregory Cass from Ion Cannon. Greg, how are you doing today?
0: Ah, uh, Good morning, sir. Happy breakfast to you. Ah, Thank you, thank you. What are we drinking
1: today, by the way? I'm just going to throw
0: you an audible. We'll, we'll drop the facade. We're recording at night. I'm, I'm drinking a, a coffee IPA, so I, I didn't want to actually, uh, you know, sound like I have a drinking problem, but yes.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I remember Since we're I, in
0: the evening, I'm drinking a coffee IPA. Otherwise, it would be a coffee.
1: <laughs> that's nice. That's nice. Yeah, I've got, the, I've got the coffee coffee myself. And yes, I think it's one of those, I think, very early on, you sort of make that rule with yourself that no drinking before 9 a.m., and you really hate yeah. when you have to kind of have to come up with that rule, right? Because there was something that happened. Anyway, it's years ago, years ago. Yeah, yeah.
0: You made a mistake. That, <laughs> that doesn't happen, right? It's like R- the, the hot coffee, coffee cup warning wouldn't be there unless somebody had sued, right? So Exactly,
1: exactly. Uh, today, we are asking questions. We have burning questions on episode four, Cornered. And if I sound a little different today, folks, it's because I am trying out a remote setup You know, you got to start thinking of these things, right? We might actually be venturing out soon and uh, podcasting on the road. I'm kind of excited about that, Greg. But uh, at any rate, before we get into those questions, we are going to take a look at the Greg's list. These are way, way better Star Wars podcasts talking Bad Batch. And I wanted to know, Greg, what did you get a chance to listen to this week, if any?
0: I listen to quite a few. I think, uh, you know, everybody's really hitting their grooves now. And it seems that the response to this show is, is very positive. You know, I think the the most negativity I've heard is just a little grumbling about wanting it to move along or to get to the point, which... People seem to feel that way now with these shows that are week to week. They, they mm-hmm. want more each week, even though, uh, you know, this is how television works for those of us who are <laughs> of a certain age is you get just a little bit at a time. Uh, I really enjoyed some of the uh, standard heavy hitters uh, making tracks. Always an excellent time with, yes. with Mark and Mark sharing their thoughts. Uh, Blast Points with Jason and Gabe, uh, they have moved their Bad Batch coverage just over to their Patreon, so I was very glad I, I mm. threw them a, a few bucks to to get access to that. Um, and then Force uh, Center with uh, Joseph Scrimshaw and um, Ken Kapsok, uh both of whom are excellent. Uh, Force Center is doing real deep dives, which which really is exciting to me. Uh, two others, friend of uh, both of us, I know, uh, Fred the Jedi formerly Death Star Dispatch. Uh, Fred's doing a great series of YouTube videos where he kind of uh, watches along and then condenses that so you see his big reactions and then does some analysis. Um, And then I I tried a new one this week. I tried Knights of Ren, which is uh, two uh, female co-hosts uh, talking all about uh, lots of things, but Bad Batch right now. And they did a great job uh, going through some things I hadn't quite thought of. Uh, I believe the hosts are Ali and Marie, uh, both of whom are active on Twitter. And it was a really great show. So that, that entered my heavy rotation. Oh, excellent, How about you? Excellent.
1: Um, yeah, I was kind of sampling around. Um, I started, one, one, I was very surprised, uh, Rebel Force Radio. And I think they do um, a kind of call-in live, I think, uh Friday nights I do believe it sounded like they were doing it and I was just kind of curious what they were having to say but it was it was a good it was a good show and and I agree that some people are condensing it they're doing they did a few of them together um, I know uh, Full of Sith I think was doing that and Star Star Wars Report also kind of had done like one and two together hmm. um, Cantina Cast also uh, got out pretty early last week and had a chance to listen to those two I, I love the Cantina Cast got to meet um, Albert and Jonesy uh, and Mike at uh, Celebration Chicago. Uh, great, great breakfast they had uh, um, before the last day of Celebration. Uh, good stuff, as always. They just celebrate their 10th anniversary as well. Happy anniversary. Um, what the Force had another good episode. Uh, that's a very balanced one. And they, uh, they also kind of do a nice deep dive as well. Uh, let's see. Star Wars Reactions. Those two have been doing... They were it used to be Rebels Reactions, and they did Resistance Reactions, and they just went Reactions... Uh, and they've been doing it ever since. They've been kicking it, uh, really doing a great job. Uh, anyway, you listened to both of those. Uh, Dave Motter, I believe, and Aaron? Um, Aaron Harris, that's right. Um, edit points. <laughs> anyway, yeah, what do we have? We have four episodes, two hosts, and at least one or two edits afterwards. Uh, that, that's <laughs> that's my rule on this. All right, but yeah, um, I, I kind of like seeing who's who's doing what, and it's interesting to see how people are taking all this new content and kind of shifting into the regular rotation. Are they putting it in Patreon? So uh, I am yeah. glad to see us highlight some uh, folks as well. Grad, glad that Fred is out there doing uh, some YouTube. And yeah, there might be some people doing some other things other than just podcasts. So uh, maybe people yeah. are doing some blog stuff. So
0: at any rate. All right. I am going can to I, – Can I add one more podcast? Please I'm going to abuse my co-host privilege for a point <laughs> of personal privilege and say – the best thing I listened to this week was you interviewing uh, Greg Hildebrand, um, which oh. was just such a wonderful show. Um, I, I'm i a big fan of Shadows of the Empire, so I couldn't wait to hear those uh, stories about those cards. But when he led off with a story about the original poster Mm -hmm. that was real star Wars, important history that I have never heard anywhere else. So I was just flabbergasted at, at that great discussion you had. So I just want, I'm sure you've plugged it uh, elsewhere, but I want to say from this side of, of uh, the, the batch for breakfast that that was an incredible listen. And I hope people go check that one out.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Greg Hildebrandt was incredibly uh, nice and gracious to talk to, uh, um, Fabio Fiori over at Tatooine Times, uh, you know, who kind of took the ball and ran with it, you know, when I was kind of thinking about, you know, after the Marvel Card Collectors guys had uh, talked to Greg about his work with Marvel, and I was like, well, I need to get him on, I was I was starting to go through the cards, and and Fabio's like, hey, let's do something bigger than this, and, you know, we did a co-interview with him, and he did a whole series, uh, He he talked to Steve Perry, the author of Shadows of the Empire, uh, I think they did a comic review, I think they did a toy review. I mean, it, it had he did this huge scope but you can see over at Tatooine Times, and I got a chance to actually uh, do a review of the card uh, series, which is which is wild. Um, I didn't get a chance to pick it up at the time, but a great set of cards. Um, and just actually today, um, I got in a Star Wars Galaxy magazine um, done by Tops and Lucasfilm that actually had a nice Greg Hildebrandt cover on it and a promo card, uh, yet another promo card for Shadows of the Empire. So. Uh, celebrating 25 years this year. Uh, the card set comes out in September. But thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, and you can see that in the feed, a uh, nice reaction from it. And uh, 82, still kicking it, still doing commission work. Uh, him and Gene, a wonderful couple. Uh, can't say enough about them. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, all I'll right. be on
0: eBay bidding for those card sets. <laughs> <after the show. laughs> Actually,
1: that's, it reminds me, I do have some of these promo cards um, I got some extra shadows of the Empire promo cards. Um, I need to do something with them hint hint so don't don't let me forget that because I want I want to spread spread the spread the love around but anyway, more details to come as soon as I make them up. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> All right Greg, hit me with your first question. I am excited to hear your questions. I have not yet heard these so mm. this is new to me.
0: Well, I'm going to continue a thread from last week with my first question is, mm. how many head injuries will we see Wrecker sustain? <laughs> um, so my question last week was, what was up with his headaches? And uh, Mr. Dafpron nicely responded to both of us and, and pointed out that I'd missed that that was uh, an injury sustained as the ship crashed. And. I've heard other podcasts point out that this was kind of an excuse not to have Wrecker on the table, right? It kind of took him out for the episode. But then, you know, he's back in the action this week and goes right up against Fennec Shannon, and gets whacked <laughs> in the head again. <laughs> and I, I'm just, I'm concerned. It, it's it's too much blunt force trauma. Is, is this leading somewhere? How much can he take? <laughs>
1: well, no, and, and that was going to be one of my questions is, where is Wrecker better now? You know, where was his headache? And, you know, are we starting to see, uh, you've heard of the glass jaw. Do we have the glass skull for record? <laughs> um, but yeah, he, you know, he's like, yeah, you mess with the kid, you mess with me. And she pretty much takes him down like that. Uh, so kudos to, uh, to not, uh, to Fennec Shan, not only being in the episode, uh, she's, I mean, you know, this is not a PG pie. She's a badass. Uh, <laughs> and I really like seeing that. And, uh, you know, I was kind of curious how she'd be portrayed. She obviously is going to be a lot younger, mm. um, But, but yeah, you're like, what is with Wrecker? And he wasn't, wasn't, you know, complaining about a headache, but yeah, he wasn't, he was kind of stuck with, uh, stuck with tech, which I think now is sort of the, uh, you know, if you've got kind of the the shite duty, uh, you get stuck (laughs) with tech, you get stuck with the surly, uh, the surly guy trying to repair the ship. Although I don't know if I'd want him near anything I'm trying to repair but that's just I, me.
0: yeah when when tech is saying like oh be don't be so rough on my ship it's like well you you got wrecker <laughs> like if you wanted you know surgical precision he's not the guy uh not the the kid gloves so um yeah and you know i i'm i'm drawn to wrecker in these episodes because we have omega who's kind of childlike wonder and naivete but then Record is very, record is very childlike as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think that that's just the personality they've chosen for him. But then um, when I am kind of simultaneously also questioning his mental health <laughs> in, in many ways, or mental fitness, perhaps better than health, um, it, it makes me wonder um, you know, I, I want there to be something they're sprinkling along the way that will add up to whatever the season finale is. And, and this is my best candidate so far.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And, you know, it's, you think, you know, a lot of these folks, uh, as we've been listening to a lot of these uh, great podcasts talk about, you know, are they, you know, they are archetypes? Are they one trick ponies? And and you're starting to see, you know, some people I think are getting a little more favored right now than others. I'm assuming with 16 episodes that we're going to get a lot of nice character development as all this stuff unfolds. It's just that Wrecker seems to be, uh, some of the beneficiary early on but are we getting set up for something later with him uh, that that's going to be something and that just is that just going to make it harder whereas you know you know if tech twists it, you know turns you're like Meh, it was tech uh <laughs> he, he was sort of there anyway um i'd like to piggyback off that with my first one i'm going to pull an audible yeah. on myself here and go who hired fennec shand oh. what do you th- what are your thoughts about this
0: All right, now you stole one of mine, because I was also going to ask that question. Um, And it was so funny, because I I watched the episode twice today. Um, My son was up early, so he and I actually watched it together at Uh, 6am-ish. And then I watched it by myself this afternoon to kind of appreciate it a little more. And that first viewing, it didn't really click with me that, like, that I should think about who had hired her. It just kind of automatically assumed it was the empire or something like that um but that doesn't quite add up i think there is more to that who hired her and um what are their motivations and Mm so top on my list would probably be to theorize that it's the caminoans um so when we last saw nala Se and lama sue they were saying we need to get somebody back to replace the diminished sample from Django and they were looking at the empty lunch table. And <laughs> I think it was easy to assume they just wanted somebody from Bad Batch. But it if they need just a a, a Bad Batch member, they have crosshair. He, exactly. you know, he'll do whatever they tell them. So so I think they have to be seeking Omega. And so okay, so that means they would want her perhaps they would offer a bounty but I don't know that Fennec was always exactly trying to save Omega's life. So if her payday relied on a live, uh, capture, that's not, she threw her off the tower, right? So tuck and roll when you (laughs) Made sure there was a truck there. But, um, so, so I'm, 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 I'm sputtering a little, but I do think that, that, that makes me think there's some other force at work here. Um, you know, it, and then my head spins wildly. We could go to Boba. Boba's out there somewhere. What if Boba knows about this clone? Mm. Uh, could Boba? Could she be another? Um, what's the word Django uses? Unmodified clone of himself. He right? would. Uh,
1: he would fit the bill, wouldn't he? He'd be. Yeah, a, he'd so, be a good source.
0: So- so if she you know uh could be another uh would be like like boba not w- without the growth acceleration we assume and and all of those so um so if i had to put down money i'm saying the Kaminoans. Uh, no, what are I th- you thinking
1: i think you're right i think they, it was probably good that they didn't get rid of their account on uh, gilder.com you know they're swiping <laughs> through these different ones so you know obviously if they had to get they had to get well it's interesting like who got uh if we go back to attack of the Clones, who you know, it was what Master Cypher Diaz or Count Duku or whoever uh whoever recruited Django the first time. I don't know, you know, who got, you know, was that a chicken and egg thing, who 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 got who before they they went through all with all that. But yes, I would have to say uh who who could have put it together this fast is probably uh, the Camino ones. That that probably makes sense. Um but yeah, it's interesting it was interesting to see uh Fennec's reaction and how she handled Omega. All throughout the episode, there was there was a little bit of tough love, but I I thought there was a little bit of bonding there too. I didn't um I in, in that very brief glimpse of Fennec, we got a little bit of uh, we got a lot of character out of her, and I really thought yeah. they did they did her very very well. Uh, very very happy about that. But yes, who uh, who will be pr- pulling the strings? And they went they they purposely went back and did that little end bit where she has to say you know so there's something more there, but uh, yeah. more to come, more to come. All right, sir. Hit me with your next question.
0: Um, all right. So uh, this is the lamest of all possible questions. Uh, canon connections. Weren't they great? Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point out a few of these, um, and you can tell me whether you thought they were great or not, because I, I thought they really went above and beyond this time to really pull in a lot of different eras of Star Wars. So uh, going to the planet of uh, uh, Pantora, which mm. is where um, we visited in the Clone Wars. Uh, Senator Tucci was from there, yeah. as is um, George Lucas's character Baron Papanoida from <laughs> Revenge of the Sith, and uh, then an episode of Clone Wars. Um, and the speeder bikes—most of the speeder bikes we saw were actually the same model that the the Pantorans were using in that episode of Clone Wars. So that was cool, uh, but. Uh, Then we had Clink, the little droid, the bipedal droid that um, certainly resembled, I don't think it was the same droid necessarily, from Solo that is on uh, Kessel as part Ah. of L3's Droid Rebellion. Um, The other really tiny one I loved is the security cameras were the A New Hope Death Star security cameras. And then the one I really want to hear your thoughts on, we had some cool resistance uh, connections. Uh, Most prominently... The small dog bird thing that Omega chased um, was the same as uh, Toradoza's uh, oh,
1: Whoa, I completely right? did not catch that. Um, uh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you know why is because I was too too busy getting annoyed in the fact that she got drawn away again. <laughs> uh, and and you know, that's one of those. It was very easy to go 10 seconds. I'm like, I know what's coming here. Uh, yeah, another oh, Pender thing. Like, didn't you learn last time? Don't stray away. But yeah. oh, that's a great. That is a great deep dive um, on that. And yes, anytime there is a resistance thing, I am all on board with that. Um, I like the fact you know you are better than Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> and I thought I was so clever going back uh, to the scrubbing through the the video for not only Clink, which I think was voiced by Greg Griffin, who does a ton of animation work, because. There was oh no sorry she did CG sixty seven that's sort of the, that's the protocol droid I'm sorry Clink mm, uh, was great voice great voice for great her great voice Clink uh, was one of the uh, three droids yes that well, one with the arms and then uh, there was two two five and DK three uh, and I have it marked down that was the green one or the yellow one um, so I love the fact that the droids uh, you know another trio of droids not unlike the Clone Wars when we had you know we had cheap GG and R four Oh, nice.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. Great point.
1: But the fact that they also got named, and, and that's when mm-hmm. sometimes you look back through this, uh, it's probably helpful if you're watching, especially on a mobile device, uh, go ahead and just put the CC on the closed caption because you're going to do yeah. yourself a yeah. favor you know, favor later uh, trying to scrub through and, and figure this stuff out. And this was great because I was trying to figure out where I was going to mention this. Because uh, <laughs> then, then then you go on like a tangent on, all right, who's Greg Griffin? Oh, she's done all this, 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 and this. Um, but anyway, but yeah, great, great dives. I like that. I'm going to make that a section. Uh, we gotta carry that through the Canon connections. I like it. I like it. Uh, <laughs> let's see. All right, my next one. Let's see. We um, <laughs> "Well, where is the black market then?" Is my question? <laughs> if this dude knows that you can make eighteen hundo on this explosive, then tell me where that market is because I got I got a truckload of explosives that I could probably <laughs> I wouldn't have to sell my 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 friend Echo into uh, droid servitude. Um, and you know who was thinking that he really pulled off is Echo was Echo that good at droid cosplay? Um, but yeah, I was sitting there like. Once again, it's sort of like the bad batch. I, I'm gonna beat on this drum, you know, incapable of following up questions. Going, all right, mm. if this is where this is worth 1,800 credits, where's that black market at? You already telling, <laughs> me. you know, you already had the guy basically shaking you down at the dock. For an extra couple bucks, so they don't scan your ship. Uh, you know, when, when you ask him with the black market yeah. was. Actually, they probably should have gone to him to begin with to ask, like, hey, where can we, we have a ton of this stuff. Where do you think we can unload it for some cheap credits? Okay. Um, and, oh gosh, then you have the follow up question like, ah, never mind. I was sitting there like, you're, you're bribing them, they're already saying turn in your Republic credits for Imperial ones. They didn't have Imperial credits. Why were they any good? Um, yeah that's my bonus yeah. bonus question um all right <laughs> but yeah what did you think about the uh the interaction there at the uh at the uh the old tender the the, the trader stand or whatever
0: yeah you just threw out two of my, i mean i i want to say i loved fennec and absolutely loved her mandalorian so i was glad to see her here but those two character designs that you just mentioned were so wonderful the the grand merchant and the I guess he was a Celestin doc manager. Um, I just thought both of them um, were, you know, probably one-offs. I don't think we'll see them again. But um, it reminded me of the early days of the Clone Wars where you'd get, like— really cheap background characters because mm-hmm. they didn't have the budget yet. Um, uh, and actually they did this for a long time on rebels. The Imperial officers were just a blank face with the hat pulled low. So you couldn't make them out. And so I, I watched this show and I'm like, they've got budget um, to do mm-hmm. these really unique, interesting aliens along the edges. Um, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Ask a second question. They, they give up at, <laughs> in, at every hurdle they, they hit. Um, You know, the, the dock worker with all the rings, this guy clearly knows what's going on on the black market. He's clearly underhanded. I guess you could maybe excuse it in that it was um, Tech and Wrecker who bribed him and then Hunter who went out to sell the goods, Hunter and Echo. Um, that's that's kind of weak sauce uh, to, to, to <laughs> say that, uh, that they couldn't communicate that information um, as a part of it. Um, maybe what we're seeing though, is that while, um, you know, Omega is certainly, you know, the, the most new to the universe cause she's only lived on Camino. I think we're seeing that the others are suffering in the same way. They're not, um, ready for this. They're not ready <laughs> to be out on their own and, and navigate these things, um, outside of a combat situation, right? Mm-hmm. They are just completely outside the world they know just as well. And and we're seeing that now where they have to resupply, where they have to worry about their own maintenance. Um, uh, and it's going to seemingly take a little bit of time for them to figure out how to negotiate this and how to um, get get a, uh, what they need to, to survive. Now, if I were them, I would become bounty hunters, and now they've encountered that world, so I wonder if we're headed in that direction. Um, they seemed familiar with the concept already. Um, you know, they, they knew right away she must be a, a, a bounty hunter, so uh, hopefully they go that way.
1: Yes, and also I think it was tech that picked it up. It's like, we're not going to get resupplied by the Republic anymore. You're like, bingo, you guys are going to have to start thinking of some ways to make some scratch. They, right. they
0: are the spoiled trust fund uh, kids cut off from <laughs> from Papa Republic, as it turns empire. Uh, your your side question about credits is really interesting, though. Which kind of credits were they just handing that guy? Must have been Republic. Couldn't have been Imperial yet. Can they get, I mean, then what would the merchant have given them? They have chain codes, so presumably they could go scan their cards. No, wait, they don't have chain codes. The Not family yet. got the chain codes.
1: The family got the chain codes, so not That's only right, is the start. ship, not only did the ship get their signal uh, scrambled, but they have yet to get chain codes. But you know, you could, if you wanted to get down in the way, you could just say maybe that cut. And, and uh, Sue gave them some credits on the way out. Maybe they already exchanged those over. But yeah, where did they get? Or did they just save? You know, like did did the clones ever get paid? Uh, <laughs> Who knows? Or
0: a little mission kit they might have been given, right? Like like when Q hands over all the James Bond gadgets to him, they they got a little packet of credits. Yeah, get a couple
1: um, bucks for gas. I mean, really.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I it's interesting because the show is both asking you to ask those questions and telling you not to ask those questions. So we'll see how that develops.
1: Exactly, exactly. Well, they're making an existence for us, is what they're doing. All right. Give me your last best question. Ooh.
0: All right, I'm going out of the universe of the show then. <laughs> what what are you craving for Bad Batch merch at this point? <laughs> Ooh. Because I'm going to set this up. I mean, there's not a lot out there in the world. We got the Hot Wheels, Havoc Marauder, and I think most of them have Black Series that have been announced now. But okay. what are you craving uh, to, to fill up your shelves and your pegs with for Bad Batch merch?
1: Well, for May the fourth, Tops did a release on eBay, and that's the second time I think I've seen them do an eBay exclusive on Bad Batch cards. So they did a ten-card set, um, which was very nice. Uh, that just came in recently as well. Um, but I would love to see them uh, Tops now, which did uh, the Mandalorian cards before they were before they were a thing, you know, because they are we are coming up on the release date of uh, the season two cards, uh, physical cards. Uh, they were a tops now series where they released them weekly so we're past the patch right we're past the point of them doing that week to week and probably cuz it's 16 episodes i could see that get that would get really pricey but i wouldn't mind a little like if we were getting let's say closer to if, if they're going to bring back like one of the comic cons like new york or san diego even as uh, if they were doing an online exclusive i'd love to see them do another to do another bigger set of that, that would be on my wish list. You know, thinking of that, what is it? The it's not Micro Force. What is the Mission Fleet, right? Um, oh yeah. Um, you could see them very easily doing a little Mission Fleet pack because uh, I knew that they did. They did one where they had a bunch of the characters in there from the Mandalorian, but I could see them very easily doing that, and uh, if not the entire ship, but something close to it. I think that would be fun. Um mm. and I don't think it would be that expensive either. You could probably do a, a few of them uh do a release yeah. of them maybe around Christmas time or something like that, and then you could collect and uh, they'd probably be on more more adult shelves and kids shelves um, <laughs> but i could I could see that as well that that would be fun. um uh, I did like that pin that that oh, yeah. that exclusive pin. thank you very much. Uh, I thought that was pretty tight so um, maybe as we even get closer to celebration, they'll do some. Somebody will do some pins. Somebody out there, one of our Etsy, one of our Etsy friends, uh, patches and pins. Uh, that's what I'd also like to see because that would be funny. You could do one for each of them, each yeah. of the helmets or something like that. That would also be that would also be very very awesome. Uh, I
0: I actually returned to the Disney store today and they had a big section of pins up all of a sudden. Not a whoops. ton of Star Wars across all their characters, and all of a sudden I was like. You know, they, they do a good game at Disney, but the Etsy sellers are ahead of them. They'll, mm-hmm. they'll never catch up with what the fans can think of and create for, for that stuff.
1: Well, how uh, fast was those Lulas up?
0: Yeah, I was surprised yeah. <laughs> to see those. Uh, i mentioned Fred's video um, mm-hmm. for this week uh he's cuddling a Lula already which uh, cracked me up that he he was right on that so um, but great to see so creative and so so quick i love your point about mission fleet um that's such an affordable scale yes. whether you're a collector or i i buy them for my son and you know i then don't have to care when he rips Rex's arm off or whatever because i didn't pay an arm and a leg for them um so a good set of those i think the bad batch shuttle already was announced for lego um Ooh. and so that's something i might want to pick up um as i recall it had the four uh, bad batch members i don't believe omega was in it um probably she was kept a little tighter under wraps mm. but it did have the gonk droid which the random fact i'll throw in is that he is now canonically known as gonky well but
1: thank <laughs> you for putting that in i i, I as soon as we <laughs> broke and i think the first one I think it was Rebel Force Radio when I, f- I was listening to them, and they finally said because yeah, I think it had been in what season seven of the Clone Wars. Somehow it got put in, in under that, so it already had uh, Gonki already had its name, uh, and I love the fact that it's Gonki. I'll disagree with some of the folks. I thought that was uh, well well named for something that you know don't don't give these guys a ton of ton of credit sometimes when they're coming up with stuff. So that's that's perfect. That it's there. And uh, who wouldn't want a gonkey? If you're talking about like uh, thinking outside, who, who we need a
0: gonky fig somewhere. Absolutely. Long overdue for a Black Series gonk droid. Make it gonky. <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly. All right. I'm going to finish this off because uh, we've gone through. Uh, we did a nice job going through this list. Um, my last question. Did we actually get some food? <laughs> <laughs> that's, what we, that's what we went here for. And I didn't see Hunter come back. I hope Hunter come back. You know, that, that backpack, he still came back with a backpack, but did anybody, did anybody get some food? Uh,
0: I mean, would- so Omega got three bites of whatever that fruit was before <laughs> the fight happened. Um, yeah, because there's no downtime. Hunter <laughs> chases her, fights her, and then the high spe- speeder chase, which was great, amazing action. I don't think we ended up with food, we ended up with some amount of credits, but not the full 3000 even cuz Echo gave some back and yeah. Oh no, Echo Echo handed restraining bolts to back to the shopkeeper I guess. Not not the the credits themselves. So, okay, so we ended up with a little more money, but I think you're right they have to find space McDonald's to space stop McDonald's. for one of those J.J. Abrams Happy Meals that he gave out to the Celebration (laughs) line uh, in order to survive. Um, But they they said they're headed to a a distant, uninhabited planet. So, you know, maybe uh, they can start growing their own food uh, eventually. But uh, if they're really out, I think you're right. This next episode might be about hunger.
1: (laughs) Yep. And sustenance. And if they're heading to that planet, and I think that makes sense where they go instead of just running around, they go there. And then the fight comes to them. So we'll have to see where, what we're, if this was episode four, we're a quarter of the way through. Is my math off? Um, Nope, that's right. 416. All right. Still got it. Still got it after all these years. (laughs) So, yeah, we're a quarter of the way through. And you probably have to start thinking that pretty soon you're going to start seeing some heavy themes start to come in. And we didn't even see Crosshair at all this episode. So we're going to have to really interesting that we see where the rest, uh, where the, uh, where, how his squad is holding up. Uh, So that should be fun. All right. I'd have this episode go longer, but as you know, then we'd have to really do some real work. (laughs) And you and I have some longer show recap podcasts to listen to. So we're going to sign off, but hopefully be back after episode five of the Bad Batch with more and more questions. We hope to heck somebody answers. Gregory, where can people find you online until that time? (laughs)
0: As always, please find me at IonCannon, E-Y-E-O-N-C-A-N-O-N, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, And I have a couple guest spots on podcasts coming up this week that I will tease here, but I will actually uh name them next week when we come on uh just so i can make sure we actually record them (laughs) but uh once those are recorded this week i I hope i can plug some shows next week
1: oh that sounds like fun like i said we need to get you need to spread the word uh get the gregs out there as as much as possible you are an awesome co-host and so much fun to talk to but for gregory cass and myself i want to thank you all for listening thanks for the comments uh, any feedback, anything like that, just throw them in the feeds. You know where to find us, Rebel Base Card, Ion IonCannon on Twitter and Instagram. But breakfast, or the beer, is over, and we're <laughs> going to return you to your Star Wars podcast playlist already in progress. The music for this podcast is brought to you under a Creative Commons license from Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails. This is Discipline off the album The Slip. This podcast is not affiliated in any way with Topps, Disney, or Star Wars, nor is it endorsed by Disney or Lucasfilm, and is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All names and sounds, and any other related items, are properties of their respective trademarks and or copyright holders here in the U.S. and abroad. The official Star Wars website can be found at www.starwars.com.